Hi. An update before we dive into the big idea. Since we recorded this on Friday morning, Health and Human Services Secretary Tom Price has resigned and the president has accepted his resignation in the wake of the private jet scandal. Here's Friday's big idea, which looks at just how important this is in the grand scheme of things. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, September 29th. Today's big idea? Is Tom Price's charter flight scandal a distraction from what's more important? Tom Price announced last night that he will partially reimburse the government for the costs of his flights on charter planes in recent months. The Health and Human Services Secretary is writing a check for about 50000 bucks to the Treasury Department. He said he'll no longer take private charters at taxpayer expense and plans to cooperate with the Health and Human Services Inspector General, who last week launched an investigation into his travel practices. The optics here are just horrible. If you haven't been following the story, Price took a $25,000 charter flight from Dulles Airport in Washington to Philadelphia when a round-trip train ticket would have cost $72. It came out last night that Price also used military aircraft for trips to Africa and Europe this spring and to Asia this summer at a cost of more than $500,000 to taxpayers. In total, that means Price's travels have now cost taxpayers more than a million dollars since May. A million dollars isn't nothing, but is it really more scandalous than the fact that Price is flying high on the taxpayer dime at the same time he's championing tens of billions of dollars in cuts to scientific research from the CDC to the NIH? Is it more scandalous than the fact that the national debt this month topped $20 trillion for the first time ever? And then Senate Republicans last week agreed to a budget deal that will allow them to pass $1.5 trillion in new tax cuts without spending reductions or revenue offsets to pay for them. Many of Price's charter flights were said that he could be the lead cheerleader for repealing Obamacare. Remember, the Congressional Budget Office estimates that the bill that passed the House in May, which Price aggressively advocated for, would have left 23 million more Americans uninsured by 2026. All of these numbers that I've just gone through are far more consequential to the long-term health, both fiscal and physical, of the United States. But they're also way more abstract and thus less sexy than a million bucks spent on airfare. This isn't to say that Price's travel is unworthy of coverage. His profligacy signifies misplaced priorities, demonstrates hypocrisy. Back when he was in Congress, he decried Democrats for flying on military aircraft. And it suggests that a culture of entitlement pervades the upper echelons of the Trump administration. But congressional Republicans are taking this seriously. Senate Judiciary Chairman Chuck Grassley, a proud penny pincher from Iowa, called on Trump last night to impose a government-wide ban on the use of charter aircrafts by administration officials. And Trey Gowdy, the Republican chairman of the House Oversight Committee, has requested that more than 20 agencies provide him details about their use of private charter aircraft. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one. Trump continued to defend his administration's response to the situation in Puerto Rico, tweeting that his team is doing, quote, a great job, he actually said it in all caps, on the hurricane-ravaged island. But in 2010, the United States actually responded to an earthquake in Haiti, not part of the United States, far more forcefully than to Hurricane Maria on Puerto Rico. Within two days of the Haiti earthquake, the Pentagon had 8,000 American troops en route. Within two weeks, 33 U.S. military ships and 22,000 troops had arrived. More than 300 military helicopters buzzed overhead. 
delivering supplies. By contrast, now eight days after Hurricane Maria made landfall, just 4,000 service members were participating, and about 50 U.S. military helicopters were helping to deliver food and water to the 3.4 million residents of the United States territory. Number two, Twitter said Thursday that it identified more than 200 accounts linked to Russian operatives who had also purchased political ads on Facebook. But the company's testimony has done little to assuage lawmakers, who slammed as inadequate its efforts to combat Russia's broad disinformation campaign. The Twitter accounts, which were taken down over the last month, were associated with 470 accounts and pages that Facebook says came from the Internet Research Agency, which is a Russian-connected troll farm. But lawmakers and analysts criticized Twitter for appearing as if it only accepted and looked into the data that it received from Facebook rather than conduct a broader internal investigation. Number three, this may come as a surprise. Despite Trump's push for tougher immigration enforcement and his pledge to round up, quote, bad hombres living here illegally, ICE agents are on track to deport fewer people than last year under Barack Obama. It's not for a lack of effort. According to ICE, its agents have made 43% more arrests since Trump took office versus the same period last year. And while ICE took into custody more immigrants with criminal records, the fastest growing category of arrests since Trump took office are those who face no criminal charges. The government's most recent arrests of undocumented immigrants focused on those living in sanctuary cities. Federal officials said yesterday that they deliberately targeted some of the fiercest opponents of Trump's immigration policies, New York City, Los Angeles, Baltimore, and Washington, to go on raids. In all, 500 immigrants were taken into custody in a four-day operation that wrapped up on Wednesday. And that's the Daily 202 for Friday, September 29th. I mentioned this earlier in the week, but we're doing a listener survey to figure out how this audio briefing can be as valuable for you as possible. We're still taking responses, and I'd be grateful if you could take just a couple minutes to give us some feedback. The survey is at WashingtonPost.com slash Big Idea. I earnestly want to know what you like, what you don't like, and any ideas you have for how this can be more helpful. As an added perk, if you fill out our survey, you'll be entered into a sweepstakes to win one of five $100 Amazon gift cards. Again, the survey is at WashingtonPost.com slash Big Idea. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday.